Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Labor Day. The last hooray before the pools close up and all those type of things. Uh, it's a great weekend. People have beach homes and things and uh, going to the beach and all those type of things. It's great. Uh, those who are picnicking and cooking out, it's great. Anytime we have an opportunity to just fellowship around Jesus Christ, it's great. It's great. And that's what we want to do is a fellowship around friends and keeping in mind that he's the reason for the season. Today is our last message in this series, and we're going to jump right into it. We're going to finish up the last uh, part of verse 2 of Romans. So let's just review Romans 12, 1 and 2. Of course, we started in Romans 11, the last part of that, and we'll review all of it in, at the end of the service. But it says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the last part of that, which we're going to go over today, uh, I wanted to just pause there and say, after last week's uh, message, uh, I went to take the trash can out to the street area so that um, they pick up trash on, on Mondays. And it was amazed that I said, oh, my goodness. And I pointed out to Virgil. I said, hey, there's one right there. Uh, talking about a caterpillar. He didn't make it. He, tr- he tried to cross, but he didn't make it. Right here in the church parking lot, he did not make it. We might be Christians, but somebody ran over him, you know, or her. Ran right on over him. And uh, I said, you know, it's a, just a testimony of, of what we're saying is that we got to get where God wants us to be if we're going to be changed. That one didn't make it. It was not changed. Uh, but we made it. Praise God. We made it home, and we had an opportunity to be changed. The last part of that chapter 12, verse 2, the last part of it is what I want to focus in on today. Now, of course, you know I broke it down because I've been on this this is the fourth message, so I've been on it. It's part four. I've been on it uh, for a while, just these two verses and the introduction to it in, in uh, chapter 11. And it says, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. That's what it said, and that's what I want to Focus on today, 
Because as I was um, planning the message, of course, I start with prayer and all those type of things and don't put anything down until I have exhausted what I, I needed to do before him for him to give me what he wants for you and for me, for us. And I must be the first partaker, as I've told you all the time, that he's telling me and I need to do it and start on it and keep doing it as well as you. And so let's break this down as we broke the last one down. Uh, Let's break this down. It says that uh, so that you may prove, and it's very important that we understand that because all of what he's already said, and he's told us that uh, we do not need to be conformed, uh, but we need to be transformed by the renewing our minds. But then he says, so that. And to me, when he says, so that, is telling me that it's important for me to do these things. It's important for us to do these things. They are not just uh, memory verses, which I asked you to uh, try to memorize uh, Romans 2, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Try to memorize that uh, because it, it, it's not going to end. It's not ever going to end in this life. We're going to have to continue uh, because I, I, I told you the tense of, of that uh, uh, be transformed. It's a continuous thing. Okay, so why do I need to do these things? This says, so that you may prove. And that, 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 that uh, Greek word, uh, the meaning of that Greek word, we, we see the English prove. But what does prove mean? What would I mean I need to prove? I don't need to prove anything when God tells me something. He said, I want you to do this. I don't need to prove it. He said it. But it doesn't mean that. It, in, in, our, uh, in our English understanding, it doesn't mean that I got to prove that he said that. No, uh, that prove is a Greek word, and it means I need to try it. I need to test it. I need to find out whether this is really what it's supposed to be. And, and so the King, the King James, it doesn't use the word prove. It probably says try or test uh, or something of, of, of that nature. And so um, because it means, it means all those things. It means try. It means to put to the test. It means to put to the proof. It means to examine. It means to uh, use any method that needs to be used that the Holy Spirit leads you in order to test and see whether, is this God's will? Is this God's will? That's important. That's very important. Because sometimes uh, we, we're always praying. We're always praying because we're always asking God to do something for us and, uh, or, or give us something, whatever the situation may be, and which is good. But we have to, we, we just don't want to jump out and say, well, well, God told me this. Did he really tell you that? How do you know he told you that? And he's telling me that I need to know these things and do these things above because I need to prove that what I'm believing is what God is actually saying. Let's look at 1 John. Let's go there. 1 John 
chapter 4, verse 1. And God tells us about other things, and I'm going to just give you one verse that he said that. He says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved. Isn't that a good word? Beloved. He, he, likes to, he likes to say how much he loves us. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit. But test. That word test is the same Greek word as prove over here in Romans. He says, says I, I want you to prove this that I'm telling you in Romans. And so here, John is telling me, I want you to test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So even in that time, they had to test things. And we know that, that prophecy is good. We know there are a lot of prophecies in the, in the, in the Old Testament about Jesus coming and all those type of things. And also uh, in the New Testament, we have people who, uh, uh, they were hearing from God, but God says, test it. Don't just believe every spirit. Don't just believe everything somebody say. And sometimes in, in, in the, um, in maybe 30 years ago, uh, people used to come up to you at the church a lot of times and say, I got a word for you. So, oh, you do. What is it? God says this right here. And God says, test it. Test it. Don't just believe every spirit. We're going to test this thing and see whether God is really saying this thing or not. That's what we want to do because that's what they were doing back then. And many false prophets were going out and they were telling people what God is saying, but God didn't send them. But this word I'm interested in is testing, testing, testing. How's gold purified? Somebody got to test it. Somebody got to test things. Somebody got to find out. And so this process God has given us, he says, I want you to test it. I want you to prove it. What the will of God is. Don't we all want to know God's will? We all want to know God's will for our lives, for our, our, our mate. We, we believe in God for our, our, some of you for, for a mate. And, and uh, uh, so... And some of you believe for a lot of different things. And that's fine. And we should. But we want to know if God is saying something, is it really him saying something? I don't want to just uh, think he's saying something because I want him to say something. I don't, want to, I don't want to think he's saying something just because this word over here says he's saying something to that person over there. Just because I read it, is he saying that to me? I want to test it out. I want to prove it out. I want to see whether this is 
God's will or not. Then it says that tells you about his will, which is a, a good thing. He says that so that you may prove or test or try what the will of God is. Then he says that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So he's telling us that God's will is good. God will, his will is acceptable. God will is perfect. So he's telling us about his will. And when he says good, his will is profitable. His will is useful. That's what the word good means. His, his word is not just in, in English acceptable, because when we say, um, hey, that, that's acceptable. You know, when you, when you turn into some, uh, uh, to a teacher or something like that, and, and they, they say, well, I, I, I'll accept this. But I don't want somebody just to accept something. I want, I want this to be the right thing. I want them, I want an A. And everything that I turn in, I want an A. I don't want no C. I don't want no B. I want an A. I don't want something that's acceptable. I want something that's good. And so when you read that word, you say, well, hmm, I think God accept this. I, really, I, I, I think he, he accept this. Let's look over in Genesis. I, I, I just like to, I just like to read the word and things that, that God gives me as I'm, as I'm studying this. It's just overflowing, and, and, and I said, God, people will take this, and they will say that this is acceptable. My, my praise today, it was acceptable. Was it really acceptable? How do you know that the worship today was acceptable to God? Was my heart right? Was I really thinking about this cookout we're going to have? What, what, what was I thinking? Was I thinking about, man, it showed a lot of people that went to the beach and went somewhere. That, you know, they went somewhere. You know, where are they? You know, what am I supposed to be thinking about that or am I supposed to be thinking about the Lord? You see, I don't want just where I, I said, I'll worship. It, it was acceptable today. You don't want to hear that. Where was Laura went out? Did she, she's, there's Laura. Hey, Laura. Yeah, you were leading today. Do you, do, you, do you want to say, hey, Laura, man, that worship, it was acceptable. Would that really, would that really say, Woo, I'm glad he said that was acceptable. No, you don't want to hear that. If you do, I'll tell you. You know, you don't want to hear it, do you? No, you don't want to hear acceptable. Not, not English acceptable. Let's see what acceptable really means in Greek. Acceptable really means well-pleasing. Well-pleasing to the one who it was for. Our worship today was well-pleasing, Lord. It was well-pleasing to God. It was well-pleasing to God. I was going to bring you all back up at the end. Uh, and I said, well, God, was that you, though? Or is that just me 
how I feel because uh, I believe that it seems like it's a good time just to have some testimonies of how good God is. You know, because it's like, it's like taste and see that the Lord is good. That's another scripture, you know. And I said, man, and then I said, well, wait a minute. Is that really God? Or is that me? me? Because I want to, you know, really stay in his presence that like that, you know. So I have to do what the message is saying. I have to test these things and see. Genesis chapter 4. Let's start in verse 1 for context. We really want to get down to the meat of it. It says, now the the man had relations with his wife, Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man child with the help of the Lord. Verse 2. Again, she gave birth to his brother, Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the flock. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time, I don't know how long that was, but it came about in the course of time, that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Verse 4, Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings, the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions, meaning the best of the best portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering. He had regard for him. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Listen what, what what happened? Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, if you do well, you remember I said it acceptable in, in, in really Greek, because we're over in, in the New Testament, meant, meant uh, well pleasing to God. Here we see an example of, if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you. But you must master it. You must master it. Now, now, that, that's the verse that came to me as I was 
uh, break these words down and study because, you see, Cain thought he was going to just give an offering that would be acceptable to the Lord. It's going to be, it's acceptable. I mean, hey, I'm giving him something. Why is he, why, why, why is he complaining? Why, why does he not look with favor on me? I'm giving him something. He ought to be satisfied with what I'm giving him. It's acceptable. But God says, no, 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 no. It's got to be well. You got to, you, I mean, he, he told him, if you do well, do you think Cain knew how to do well? Yeah, sure he did. Because God said, if you do well, wouldn't you be accepted? Wouldn't, wouldn't, your, wouldn't your counters be lifted up if you do well? So he had to know what well was in order to do it. Abel knew what, what, what was well-pleasing. He knew that. Cain knew it too. And so it was just showing me that that whatever we offer to the Lord, our worship, our gifts, as far as uh, what he's given us, some people are very talented in in, uh, math, some people are very talented in, in speaking, some people are very talented in singing, some people... There's all sorts of uh, talented people that God has given talent to. He's given talent to everybody. There's nobody that's talentless. God gives everybody gifts that he wants them to use for him. And he says that I want it to be well-pleasing. When you offer a gift, don't just offer some gift. Remember in, in the um, in the in the... New Testament, who would just bring out finances to him, he would say, like in the Amplified, it would tell him that, that I want you to bring that because if you give generously, you're going to reap generously. As a man preppers in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly. See, not grudgingly. He doesn't want us to give grudgingly. He wants to give liberally. He wants our heart to be in our giving. See, that, that, that's the... That's, how things are well-pleasing to God because we're giving it with our heart. We, 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 we see what he likes, and we, we, we please him because that's the title of the whole series. You know, we want to be able to be pleasing to the Lord. We want to do things pleasing to the Lord because Jesus said, I always do that that pleases the Father. So we want to always do that that pleases him because he's told us what pleases him. And so that's an example of, Look, I don't want to give something just acceptable to the Lord. No, 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 no. I want to give something that's well-pleasing, well-pleasing, well-pleasing. And, you know, uh, it used to be that I would like to pray, pray on my knees and, and, and do things like that until uh, the doctor said, well, you got, you got bursitis, man, you, you. You know, you got a burst of sight that's sacked and that, that's not on your knee. Uh, don't, don't lean on, don't, don't get on your knees anymore. Don't get on that knee. And I said, man, I can't get on my knees anymore. It is good to be able to get on your knees. Do you know that? You know, 
I look over there, some that large. See, she's on her knees. I said, man, I can't get on my knees. I can't get on my knees. At home, nowhere. I can't get on my knees, nowhere. I used to get on my knees at home, but not in church. But I, 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 I want to get on my knees. I want to get on my knees. Yeah. I want to bow down to the Lord. But sometimes you can't. And some of us are getting older and say, well, well if, if, I, if I bow down, if I get on my knees, I might can't get up. I, don't, I need to probably find something else to do while I'm down there because it's going to take me a long time to get up, you know. But I want to be well-pleasing to the Lord. Perfect. That which is perfect. That perfect Greek word is, 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 a, is an interesting word. It's teleos. And that, that, that word is it's like something that's finished. That, that which has uh, reached its end, its, its limit. Uh, it's, it's, like a, it's like this podium, this, this, this little stand right here. This stand is teleos because it's, it's serving the purpose of which it was created. You can put something on it and it'll hold it. And it's putting it at an angle where you can read it. So it's teleos. You see? And when God says uh, that will which is good, which is uh, well-pleasing, and which is perfect, that perfect is teleos. And which it means when, it, when it's concerned with God, it means that, that, that this word that you are hearing from God and you're believing that that's from God, then that is complete. Teleos means complete. God's will is complete. Not only is it good, not only is it well-pleasing, but his will is complete. It's blameless. It's blameless. And it doesn't mean that the English is perfect now, because when we think of perfect, we think of something without flaw whatsoever. But see, uh, complete, blameless here, it means that, that it's serving the purpose of which God has, has served, because he said that we are supposed to be be being transformed. Remember last week? Be, it's in a tense where it's be being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So it's a process that's going to continue until God takes us home until we get another body. And so we know that this body is not perfect. We know there's no, no perfect person not work well this earth except Jesus Christ. And you say, well, some people were, were blameless. He said that, he said Joe was blameless. Yeah, but blameless doesn't mean perfect. It just means that, that he, was, he, he was complete. He was doing what God called him to do. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants all of us to do what he created us to do. What did he create you to do? He wants you to be about that. And as long as you're about that, you're perfect. You're blameless. You're blameless because that's what he created you for. Okay? He created you to, to be doing that, whatever it is. Some people are, are very good at, and I, I know that my brother out, out there, uh, Lee, he's very good at um, drawing things, and he's very good at. So when I when I have something for for him him to uh, know something to draw, I, I said, Lee, can you do this right here? Because he's gifted to do that. I don't ask somebody else that that's not good. That can't you can't read the writing. I don't I don't want to ask nobody that because they're gifted to do something else. Whatever they are gifted to do, that's what I want them doing. I don't want nobody sitting on their gift either. Okay? 
I want, I, I want them to be teleos. I want them to be, you know, moving in that flow. How can we know God's perfect will? How can we know that we know this is God's perfect will for our life? Oh, man. Ooh. Well, we all want to know, don't we? We all want to know God's perfect will for our lives. Let's jump over here to 1 Corinthians. Let's go there. Uh, chapter 2. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, on verse 6, it says that, um, yet we do not speak, yet, yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, how, however, not of this age, meaning world, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Verse 7, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the age to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood for if they had understood, if it would, it, if they had understood, if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had understood it now. But the rulers didn't understand it. They didn't know what they were doing. But just as it is written, things which I has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which have, which, and which have not entered into the heart of man, and that all that God has prepared for those who love Him. I want to stop there, because that's the verse that came to me. Uh, when I was, I was just in bed meditating on, on, on the message uh, a couple, three days ago. And I said, hey, Minerva, you got some paper and pencil over there? Uh, uh, she said, yeah. And so I started writing down some things. Because when we talk about the will of God, we don't want to miss it. We do not want to miss God's will, his perfect will for our lives. Because, this, this, is, this scripture came to me. That eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has it come into the mind of man. All the things that God has for them who love him. And I said, well, huh. That means that there is something, there is something in the future that eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, and hasn't entered into the heart of man. The good things that God has for us. In other words, it is worth, it is worth whatever price I have to pay to get in the perfect will of God. Because if I hasn't seen it, ear hasn't heard it, hasn't even entered into the heart of man, 
the things that he has, well, it must be good. And you say, well, I don't care what is in store for me as long as I make it to heaven. Just let me, just let me get there. I don't care if I'm in the back somewhere and nobody sees me. I don't care. Just let me get to heaven. Don't let me go down. I want to go up. Well, is that all God wants for us? To me, God wants better things because God has created us in his image. God didn't create any junk. He wants us to have his, the best he has because that's what he, he has for us, the best. He has given us precious promises that we may be partakers of his divine glory, his, his divine nature. He says, I want you to have my best. And so he tells us what to do to get his best. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 23, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, and he's on the cross, two people on either side. If anyone, well, he's not on the cross. This is, this is in, in John 14. I'll get to that, that verse in a minute. If anyone loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And this is the part that, that came to me. The same time I was in bed. It says, and we will come to him and make our abode. That means our residence. We're not leaving with him. I said, I said the father and the son going to come and make his abode with us. If we keep his commandments, he's already given us the Holy Spirit when we got saved. So we had the Trinity inside of us. We have God. We know it's only one God, but it's in three persons. And we know that, my goodness gracious, the Father and the Son going to come, join the Holy Spirit with us. Man, we can't miss his will. Think about it. We can't miss it. But in order to do that, we, he said, he prefaced it with, I see here it is, he will keep my words. Keep my word, my commandment. I said, oh, okay. And then this is where I want to get it. And Luke, last verse I want to give you is that Luke 23, verse 20, verse 42 and 43. This is when two people on, on the side of Jesus at the cross. And one says, and he, and he was saying, Jesus, remember me. When you come in your kingdom. And Jesus did not say, what? You just finished, you know, just mocking me with your friend over there on the other side. You have done nothing to serve me all your life. And you're going to ask me to be with me? He didn't say that, did he? No. He said, truly, I say to you, today, today, you shall be with me in paradise. That's what he said. And that, that tells me something, what God's perfect will is, right? Because as, I, as we read, you remember last week we said we got to put this 
this word before us. We got to we got to get where we're supposed to be in order to be changed. Well, it says here that that God's desire is for everybody to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's his, that's his will. That's his will. It's not going to happen to everybody, but that's his will for everybody. And so it tells me that that if I'm going to be in his perfect will, I better be testifying of Jesus Christ. I better be telling people about Jesus Christ. I be I don't care what kind of I don't I can be uh, a person that that stutters. I can be a person that that uh, uh, just looking at somebody in the face uh, in the eyes. Uh, I get I get scared. I can be a person that don't like to speak to people. I don't care what kind of person you are. God has a way for you to witness in for Him to testify of His goodness. He has a way. You just have to find that way because he's want, he wants everybody to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And, and this person here, he says, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. And so we have to expect that at the last, at the last moment somebody can give their life to Jesus Christ. So we don't, we don't want to discard anybody at all. So we can learn the will of God. Now let's close by wrapping up the series because we need all six of these things. We need all six. You remember we started off and said, number number one, the first thing we got to do, make much of Jesus Christ. Make much of him. Make much of the Father. Make much of the Holy Spirit. Make much of the Son because he's the one who died for our soul. He's the one who paid the price. It's his blood, not ours. He's the one that came and lived a perfect life. He's the one that paid for our sin. He's the one that died for our sin. He's the one that rose again for our justification. It's Jesus. Make much to do of Jesus. That's number one. Number two, present our bodies a living and holy sacrifice. That was number two. When we, we, each one of these we talked about, and two of them I joined together. Make much to do with Jesus. Offer our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and separate to God. Number three, do not conform yourselves to the world, to the system. Don't let the, don't let the world... Push us, mold us, press us into its mold. Number four, be being transformed. Now, I added the being, and it's in parentheses on my notes. It said be transformed. But we know the tense of that is a continuous. It's a, it's a continuous process over and over again. Be transformed. Be being transformed. That's why I said be being transformed. Number five, renew our minds. That was last week, remember? Put the word of God before us. And this, like, just like looking in a, in, a, in a mirror, we see Jesus. And we want to find those ways that Jesus has given us to glorify him. And we say, oh, my goodness gracious, did you read that? Man. It's, it's, it's like it's like the on the boat. You remember on the boat, uh, the disciples on the boat, and uh, they said, "Hey, Jesus, wake up, wake up, 
Wake up. Don't you realize we're about to sink? Don't you realize we're going to die? Wake up. Do something. But he didn't act like it was in a big deal. Did he? No. Matter of fact, he expected them to do it. Because he said, oh, you're a little faith. In other words, he spoke to the, to the raging sea. He spoke to the waves and everything. And then one of them said, oh, my goodness, what man of man is this that can do that? See, that tells you, you know, that, that's, that's, you see the glory of God. You see? So as we read, I said, yes, we, we're going we're gonna to see the glory of God. And these things help us to be in God's will, which is today, because it started off by saying, so that you may test. See, all these things I just named, all the things we taught, so that you may test and prove what the will of God is, his good, his very well-pleasing, and his perfect or complete will is. And if we don't have these things, you know, you say, well, I got... I got five of those, man. I got five of them. I just haven't renewed my mind. You can forget it. You got to renew your mind. You can't think like you thought when you were when you're out in the world, right? You say, well, somebody besides say, well, I got that, but I ain't got that, you know. But I'm not. But I'm not uh, separated from the world. I just enjoy the world system. I just enjoy, you know, what I just love doing what the world does. You can forget it if you're missing any one of them. You say, I got, I got five of them. Hey, well, I got five of them. I just don't make much to do about Jesus. I think, it, and I think it's a lot, of, a lot of ways you can get to heaven. I think it's a lot of ways. I don't just have to have Jesus. How about, how about Muhammad? How about this one? You can forget it. Right? If you're going to be in God's perfect will now. Right? So that's what God gave me. How to close this thing is that you, 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 have, it, you have it here. If they would practice these things, practice these things, practice these things. I, I just want to try to, oh, just feel some, some space. Oh, this is Labor Day. I know that people are going to be there. I know people are going to be at the homes. I know people are going to be preparing for cookouts and all that. I know all that. But I'm, 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 as a guy, I'm giving a message just like, oh, heaven and hell depends on them getting this message. I don't care who's there. I don't care. As long as you show up, that's what I want, him to show up. And I believe he showed up in worship. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Praise God. Have a, have a nice cookout. So hope you hope you got your charcoal fired up this morning. <laughs> if the prayer team can come up, please. If you have anything that you'd like for them to pray for you about, they'll be uh, happy to do that and pray in agreement with you for anything in your life or anything that you know that's going on uh, before we leave. And uh, hopefully you get uh, some more uh, some more weekend tomorrow. Here's the. Here's the blessing that God said to speak over his people in numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. Go in peace. Have a happy holiday. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.